Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, y'all. It is, uh, I think it's not going to rain today. It's supposed to, but it rained yesterday. And so I think it's not going to rain today. But again, on tomorrow, they say Wednesday. So L.A. is okay today for now, except for the illegals. It's raining illegals everywhere. You can get involved by calling 888-7753-773. 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E. Jesse. My biblical question for this weekend, it's a doozy. Everywhere I go, people like, I like the biblical question. I like that. It made me really think, they say. And that's what I want to encourage you to do, to think for yourself. Don't just take any word at anything. Amazing. What is hell? What is hell? What is hell? Amazing, huh? We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on jessaleepeterson.com slash show. jessaleepeterson.com slash show. And um, if you're busy, because a lot of you are busy, we're heard around the world by everybody and their mama. I'm growing my Amerifro back. We'll see how long that lasts. But I'm growing my Amerifro back. What the? Amazing. Amazing. So if you're busy and you're not able to sit and watch the show as it's happening live, you of course you can podcast, but you can also listen to the show while doing what you're doing, whatever it is that you're doing. It's not what you look like, what you're doing, what you're doing. It's what you're doing when you look like you're doing what you're doing. What the? You can be listening on your iPhone or iPad anywhere in the world. Even the Chinese nationals, nationalists that come across the border illegal. Y'all, well, y'all, don't the Chinese own everything anyway? Y'all can be listening on your cell phone. You already know that. You're probably already doing it. By calling the listen line at 641-793-1500. Six four one seven nine three one five zero zero, and follow us on social media. Social media, like, follow, ring the bell, subscribe, and y'all know what to do with that as well, right? What the? 
JLP Talk on X and Destiny Peterson on Instagram. To donate to have your comments read out loud, go to buymeacoffee.com slash JLP Talk. Buymeacoffee.com slash JLP Talk or rebuildingtheman.com. All right, rebuildingtheman.com. It's Tuesday. And for the new listeners who might not be aware of Tuesdays, we take all calls, but it is always country and western Tuesday. Bring back, bring back, oh, bring back my country to me. Bring back, bring back. Bring back my country to What dog? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Amazing, right? Um, Before I get to your calls and super chats, I, I, um, I've noticed that in my country, America, that uh, constructed guidance has is ending rapidly. If you try to point someone in the right way, you are hated for it. But if you point them in the wrong way, you're glorified for it. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing my country has changed like this. But I understand it. I'm saying these things, but now I understand. Before, I didn't understand why it was happening. But I do now. And above all things, get an understanding. Get an understanding. I now understand. Some of you, especially millennials, and maybe... And and these, y'all, you don't even know that, probably don't know that this is possible or may have heard about it and then somewhere along the way. But in the good old days, school teachers were allowed to spank you with a paddle if you disobeyed the teacher or acted up in class or whatever. And they didn't need a permission to do it. And it wasn't like they were mean and nasty with it. You can't take that risk now with the teachers because they're no good, but it's not, they wouldn't be a mean. They need to paddle you. Have you ever gotten paddled with a paddle in high school or in, in school period? Huh, sir? No, sir. We need to bring that back. What <laughs> <laughs> <Right> the? <laughs> Instead, had you heard that when we were growing up, they used to do it? Yeah, I heard that. My mother would tell me about that, and yeah. she went to a Catholic school on top of it, so it was real bad. As Joel Friday say, make spanking great again. <laughs> but nowadays, it's the other way around. The kids are, are spanking the teachers, beating up and fighting with the teacher like they're on the schoolyard playground. That's amazing to me. If you try to point them in the right way, you're hated for it. And that's why you have to let other people's children just suffer and die. 
You're not yours. And if the parents don't care enough about their own children to take care of them, why should you? You know what I mean? You didn't make that baby. It's not yours, and you're not responsible. And ain't no such thing as take a village. That's another made of life. Talking about constructive guidance, according to rumble.com, ring candle. Ring candle hit a nerve with the social media mob by teaching children to be respectful to the police. Watch this from X. First thing I want to do is already have my stuff ready, okay? Yes, sir. You don't want to get to the, the freaking car, and when he gets to the car, you got to go fumbling around looking for stuff, right? Regardless of whether they should or shouldn't feel unsafe, that makes somebody feel unsafe, you fumbling around, because things happen, right? Yes, sir. So when they get there, the first thing you want to do is already have your license ready and have your hands on the steering wheel, you understand? Yes, sir. Have your hands on the steering wheel, why? Because before they don't think you reach for nothing. So you're not reaching for stuff, right? Yes, sir. All right, cool. And another thing I want to do, I'm going to let all my windows down, okay? I ain't got nothing to hide, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to let all my windows down in the car. And if it's nighttime, I'm going to turn the car light on so everybody, so he can see everything in the car, right? Yes, sir. We already starting the, the, the stop off great. He probably in a good mood that I done let the window down. I done turned the lights on. He probably in a better mood now, right? We're not talking smack. We're not cussing. We're not telling them what our rights is. Blase, blase, blah. We're not doing none of that. You understand? Yes, sir. We're trying to get home. <laughs> What's wrong with that, right? I mean, teaching the children how to respect the cops and how to be stopped, it should be already taught in the home. The parents set their children up to overreact when the cops stop them by telling They're teaching them at home what to expect, what to do. You're black and be scared and be ready. This guy teaching them the right thing. But if the parents were right, they wouldn't have to teach the children that. They would automatically know that. No one ever sat me down or anyone I know down and tell them, well, when the cops stop you, here's what you should do. But over the years, I do know, and I remember when I first started my nonprofit 34 years ago or so, um, the the parents, the, the black representatives and some of the parents were teaching the children that the cops hated them and that you're black and when the cops stop you, it's racist. So the kids are already mad because they, in their mind, which is not their own, by the way, they are thinking, well, the cops stop me because I'm black. My parents said it. The representatives said it. You should have to teach the kids this. But this man is teaching that and the folks got mad. Because they don't want, they don't want the children to be right. They want them angry. They want them violent. They want them out of control. They make money when these kids act that way. You get governmental programs and DI, DNI, whatever. You make a lot of money when the blacks are violent. And they go in your pocket, not even the kid's pocket. That's amazing. That's right on to the guy that's trying to teach them that. And I want to know. I want to know. What's wrong with picking cotton? 
I have, and I know, and I, I would tell my producer, Sean, this morning that I know there's a stigma on picking cotton now, but it's a made-up stigma. And the, and the traders have made that look bad because they wanted to look like slavery and the blacks are suffering, and they're doing that for personal gain as well. They want to try to make racism as is and so they can get money from that, programs and things like that, speaking events and stuff like that. I never thought of picking cotton as a stigma, and I grew up doing it. I grew up picking cotton, right? And not once did I hear my grandparents or my parents or, or the other people that lived on the plantation worked in the cotton field with us. Not once did I hear them say, oh, this is a, this is a stigma. They were just going to work and trying to pick as much as possible so when they weighed the cartons at the end of the day, they can make as much money as possible. They never thought of it as a stigma, but you've been lied to and made to believe that that's what it is because you're gullible. You've been lied to about picking cotton. Isn't that amazing? And now it's a stigma. And it's not for, it was a job. It was like cutting grass or anything else that you did. It's a job. It's like going to work at a car dealership or or building cars or whatever. It was just a job. It wasn't thought of as this way. You've been so brainwashed that it's hard. Picking cotton is not a stigma. And what happened was, just like they do with everything now, when they start computerizing everything, they make machines that will pick cotton. It will go faster. I guess it costs less or whatever, but, and then people had to stop. They moved away or they got, went to the city, got manufactured job or something. But it was never a statement. You've been lied to. I'm telling you that because I picked the cotton. And I, I, I may buy a plantation and take everybody back so they could pick cotton and learn how to work and be proud of working, not ashamed of working, no matter what kind of work you did. Here's a, 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 from ABC, a black farmer looked to rethink the stigma of picking cotton. Watch this compilation. And just like that, cotton planting season has begun. My name is Julius Tillery. I'm the founder of BlackCotton.us. I'm a fifth generation cotton farmer from Northampton County, North Carolina. You're trying to change the brand of cotton within black culture. Absolutely. It is important for us as a, as a black-owned family farm to be able to support our community through our products, such as our green leafy vegetables and our cotton. We are from an area that raises a lot of cotton, so we wanted to make cotton something that we could be proud of. Cotton is our culture. And Julius came up with this idea of taking his cotton and turning it into a raw product. For us to actually get the cotton out the field, we still had to do it by hand, but we cut them down and stuff them in boxes. We could either break it down in bowls, we pull the cotton out to make husks, 
or either we will use the cotton and we'll clean it by hand and we'll turn it to some bouquets, we'll turn it to a wreath, we'll turn it into a vase arrangement uh, and we also we make husk jewelry with it as well. A lot of times we're raised to believe that we don't have opportunities that close to us or that we have to go out to find them. And that may be true, but sometimes if we look around at what's around us and the assets around us, we can be able to build opportunities and connect with people all across the world. If I don't create a new history for us, it will always be a bad history. So I, I think it's really important that the work I do to help foster a better ideal around cotton is important. Wow. Amazing. God bless that man. Right on. When I see that, the tractor, the farmland out there, the cotton, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I wish I was in Dixie. Hooray, hooray, way down yonder, Dixie. Hooray, hooray. Man, that bring back memories. See how relaxed those guys are, and they love what they're doing, and it's just natural, and it ain't, it ain't about racism. It just, it just fell off the horse. Always fail, but uh, it's not about racism or any of that. That's how it was, folks. You've been lied to. It was like that. Right on, Mr. Farmer. I love that. Isn't that amazing? Not all this mess that you see now. Everything and everybody is made to be wrong. They're taking everything that's good and they turn it into something bad and you believe it. You just believe it because you're a dummy. You just believe it because you're not a free thinker. And you act on it. That's crazy. I love that so much. I want to play it one more time and then I'll take y'all call. Hassan, let me know who you put it. Get it ready again. He's taking the stigma out of picking cotton. Isn't that amazing? This is from ABC, Black Farmer. I really just love this. Because that's how I was when I was growing up. But how can you convince someone that it was like that when they've already been brainwashed to believe something else? Once you believe a lie, it's hard to believe the truth. Do you have to want to believe the truth in order to believe the truth once you believe the lie? I want to one more time to show you something that is amazing. This is my first time seeing it. My producer was telling me about it, but it's my first time seeing it. This is from ABC. A black farmer, look, and God bless these guys. That is, it's so home-like, it make me homesick. Make me want to go back to Alabama. This is from ABC, a black farmer looked to rethink the stigma of picking cotton. Watch this compilation. It's coming. It's amazing. And just like that, cotton planting season wow. has begun. My name is Julius Tillery. I'm the founder of BlackCotton.us. I'm a fifth-generation cotton farmer from Northampton County, North Carolina. You're that trying house? to change the brand of cotton within black culture. Absolutely. 
It is important for us as a, as a Black-owned family farm to be able to support our community through our products, such as our green leafy vegetables and our cotton. We are from an area that raises a lot of cotton, so we wanted to make cotton something that we could be proud of. Yes. Cotton is our culture. And Julius came up with this idea of taking his cotton and turning it into a raw product. For us to actually get the cotton out the field, we still had to do it by hand, but we cut them down and stuff them in boxes. We could either break it down in bowls, we pulled the cotton out to make husk, or either we would use the cotton and we'll clean it by hand and we'll turn it into some bouquets, we'll turn it to a wreath. We'll turn it into a vase arrangement, uh, and we also, we make husk jewelry with it as well. A lot of times we're raised to believe that we don't have our I had to stop it because it's shaky. I don't know why, but we'll get this straight out. Amazing, though. I like what they're doing. 888-7753-773. Let me go to Kelly, a first-time caller out of Washington State. Kelly, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Oh, thank you so very much. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a couple of specific questions. Um, what does slut maker mean? What does slut maker mean? Yes. It's yes, uh, men who have sex out of wedlock. They're slut makers because they're turning a woman into a slut. And women who have sex, I wear a lot of sluts. Interesting. All right, um, I would like to, uh, uh, something else, if I may. I'm sorry? I was raised in a military home. And so we had um, a white couple. We had a black and an Asian couple. We, it, it was all, denom all denominations where we lived. So we greeted everyone as yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Right. I did not know that there was any difference. My first encounter with prejudice was in the sandbox at our housing playground. It was dinner time. Yes. All the different moms are calling their families in for dinner. I mean, How old are you now? Accent. Oh, right now? I'm uh, 60. Thank you for asking. Your sister, right on. Yes. Um, and so everybody took turns, like the, the Korean mom. Um, I usually do imitation here, but I have to try throat. And when it came down to the African-American mom calling her child in, she would go out, get your black ass in here. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it got quiet. Look around. Who is she talking to? And the kid that gets up to, you know, go home now. He's black. We didn't know he was. What is black? We don't know. It's something new. Do we like it? Do we not like it? I'm saying that a lot of times, that is instilled into children by some others. Yeah. Let me Why? say this to you, Kelly. I don't know. Kelly, Kelly, let me tell you this. You're, you're not coming. We can't hardly understand what you're saying. I, I think I heard you say I'm you so had sorry. a, a sore throat. Will you hold on and see if we can work it out or maybe call me at another time? Will you feel it better? Oh, can, I, can I do that? I certainly would. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Call me anytime you want. I have more questions. Okay. I will. Thank you so very much. You're, Have a good day. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye now. She said her throat, she had strep throat or something. I think that was what she said. Um, Aman out of India heard around the world 
888-775-3773. Aman, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hi, Jesse. How are you? All is well, sir. You can hear me like loud enough, right? Loud and clear. Okay. Don't call me, sir. I'm only 23. I'm sorry? I'm only 23. I'm younger than you, so don't call me, sir, or anything like that. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was doing the prayer today, and I realized something. And uh, all, uh, like, it's like in the past, and all my childhood, I, I had friends that attacked me and turned against me. And for no reason, like for no reason, they would attack me, hate me, get jealous of me, and all kinds of stuff. Like, for example, uh, and just for you to understand, like, like uh, one day I, I was in eighth grade, and I was uh, there was a half an hour class of sports, like playing football. I came back to my class for drinking water, and two of my friends were sitting in front of me. I drank the whole bottle, and after drinking the whole bottle, I uh, the those two of my friends said that, "Oh, we spit it in your we spit in your water bottle," and I was like, "Why would you do that? I did not do anything to you. I did not offend you or say anything bad about you, but you spit in my water bottle." I I just uh, I just I did not get angry at them. I. I just, I understood, like, okay, they just did something evil, and I did not get angry. I just forgot about it, whatever. And things like like this would happen all my life. And then today I realized that because I'm so, so, so close to my earthly father, I'm very close to my earthly father, that means I'm close to God. And because I'm close to God, the devil inside others is attacking me. And I was like, wow, all of my life I had, like, I I just understood that like all my life I was trying to make friends. I would, like, give them my toys. I would, like, give them, like, buy them food to make good friends. And I was like, <laughs> nothing worked out. They literally nothing worked out, and all my life I was wondering why can't I make good friends? Like I had a best friend who had another best friend. Do you still that try to my... make friends? No, not at all. For yeah. like five, six years, I have no. I I only have one friend right now, which I used to call best friend, but he's still not my best friend now. Yeah, and I, I want to encourage you not to try to make friends or anything because. You're supposed to want for nothing. And so when you try to make friends or you try to make a marriage work or you try to make this or that work, it's going to always end up in destruction. If life is not working separately on its own, it's not going to work. We were not created to try to make anything work. Yeah, I tried that and I saw it for myself that nothing ever Ever, ever, I tried work at all. It only harmed me. Yes, absolutely. No, I love that. Do not try to make anything work. No friendship, no, no, nothing. Just live it naturally. And if it happened, I'm repeat myself, but if it's not happening naturally, then it's not meant to be. It's not going to work. 
amazing, Amar. Even I had one question regarding this. Like, as soon as I realized that they hated me for for like my connection with my father and God, uh-huh. and I realized like Jesus must have had a book loads of hard time. Oh like, yeah, Jesus like suffered a lot because he was literally the light. Everything that Christ went through because he was the light, it's the same thing that every human being who returned to the light, who returned to love, who overcome anger, you're going to have to just no way around it. The world, because human beings are evil, they are going to turn on you. There's no way around it. And, and, it's, and on one hand, it's a beautiful thing because you should be glad to see that they're turning on you so they can leave your life. You can be done with them because you're dealing with evil. And the darkness in them don't like the light. It hate the light in you. And Christ had to go through the same thing. And, his, and he did not try to hold on to anyone or anything. And that's our example. We must be willing, without being angry or worried or anything, to let everything go. Don't try to hold on to anything because you will make it, whatever it may be, you make it your God and you will suffer. Yep. Amazing. I, I, regarding this question, I had one more question. Like, uh, how should I protect myself? By not wanting anything. From evil within yourself. Thank you, Amon. Back in a moment. You got to deal with it. And you need good in order to deal with evil. And God is good. You need to return to the Father, and you'll see within you, He will fight the battle for you. And He will fight it without, because He will show you how to deal with it. And you will have no fear. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nothing else. Nothing else means yourself, your children, your wife, your things, your ego, your reputation, and all that. You can't care about any of that. The children of anger will use it to control you. But if you love God, he will renew your mind and none of those things will be before him. And so when they go after you, oh, well, you may take my body, you may take my things, but you're not going to take my soul. And that's a true reality. me about the good old days. Hassan and I were just talking about that. Uh, um, that soundbite we played, the compilation of the black farmers. And it was just real and natural. And it was so the way it was in the good old days. 
but the traders have taken that and made you think it was slavery. <laughs> made you think that it was just such a hard time for the blacks. And we needed the civil rights movement, which was one of the worst things that ever happened to the black, the civil rights movement, other than abortion. Anyway, for personal shout-outs, birthday shout-outs, wedding shout-outs, anniversary shout-outs, encouragement shout-outs, congratulations, whatever it may be, I'll do them for you. Go to Cameo, C-A-M-E-O dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. C-A-M-E-O dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the JLP Radio Network on YouTube and Instagram. The JLP Radio Network on YouTube and Instagram. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Do it now. Rush. Don't walk. Let me go to Edgar. A first-time caller out of Illinois. Edgar, welcome to the show. You're on the air. No. Oh, I think he hung up. What the? Uh, Let me go to Josh out of Georgia. Georgia, oh, my mind. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Josh. Yes, sir. I was calling for that biblical question. What is hell? Hell is those two videos you played yesterday with the black mom spanking her kid at school. And she the wasn't black mom spanking him. She would beat him down. Beat. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a yeah, spank. Right. Right. And that's that. But I think the other one was worse. The one where the where she was being a mama to him. Yeah, sweeten them all up. That's, yeah, that those are two. Those are you know that's the that one. That's like what the difference between communism and socialism, because socialism is the mom that uh that that makes you know that babies the boy, and then communism is the mom that beats just beats the heck out of them all in your face. And both of those are hell. That's the perfect example of hell. You know what's interesting about that and, uh, um, is that these black women are allowed to beat the children like that and treat them bo- both ways, like you said, and they're allowed yeah. to get away with it. But if white women were to beat their children like that, they'll end up in jail. The kids will be taken away from them. But when the black women do it and they are doing it every day, nothing has been done about it. Right. Yeah, that that it seemed like that video like she should have been arrested for that. That's not child abuse. How's that video online like that? But they're glad to see the black woman doing that because they need and want and need and want the blacks to be angry so that yeah. when that boy grow up and go out in the street somewhere and something happened, they're gonna call it racism. They're not gonna say this boy is angry because his mother beat him and his mother had no love. They're going to say he's angry, gotten in trouble because of racism. They, they, they want, I don't know why yeah. the people can't see that they want it to happen. Yeah. yeah. But I, re, yeah. I and so yeah. to sum up what you say, the biblical question, what is hell? You say is what? Long story short. It's, 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 it's it, it, I, I, I mean, I don't have words for it. Just those, those two examples of that video of a, of an angry mother trying to 
impose on her on her child tail and my mother was more like the the one that babies that you know the 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 second one that where the mom was babying her right and and that's in me that's in me that because that's why i'm (laughs) so super nice i'm fake nice a lot I say please, and people. I can see people getting annoyed. Like, why is he so nice? They they think they think since I'm black, I'm supposed to be like the typical stereotypical black guy. Right. But um, I'm more like the um, my mom babied me, so I'm more like the uh, overly nice beta male kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and women hate nice guys like that. They, they hate they, us. They, yeah, they, they hate smell me. you coming <laughs> well, a thousand miles down the road. <laughs> they can see me. Yeah, they see it. Yeah. That, you know, that's why I'm single, man. That's, you know, that's my issue. So Whoa. I see that. Yeah. Do you sometimes <laughs> laugh to keep from crying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there wasn't nothing I could do about it. My mom was exactly like that. My dad, he, he, he used to beat the heck out of us trying to fix what my mom did when she babied me and my brother. Wow, only making it worse. Yeah. And it made it worse because yeah. he did with anger. Yeah. So he was scarier than uh, that that woman beat because my dad was beating me with, like, with a man beating you is different, you know. Instead so, of correcting your mother and keep her away from you guys. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Well, Josh, I appreciate yep. that, and I'll put my little two cents in on Sunday. All right. If the Lord is Sounds willing good. and the creek don't rise. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. 888 uh, let me go to Sarah out of North Carolina. Sarah, welcome to the show. you on the air. Hi, Jesse. This is Sarah. So hey, I Sarah. Was a former, I'm doing well. I was a former teacher, and I heard your segment last week about how the officers on campus are beneficial to the students. And I would like to offer a different perspective Um Due to the Obama Eric Holder policies, police officers cannot operate as they should. So I feel they were actually worse for the campus because the students are allowed to disrespect them. They're allowed to hit them, fight them. So as a result, uh, the students have a diminished um, attitude towards law enforcement. They're more likely to be defiant. Okay, and so outside of the school system, a police officer would just, you know, manhandle these kids, you know, if they were to be defiant or try to resist arrest. But on campuses, they are not allowed to operate as good. They cannot prosecute. They cannot enforce the crime. Students are allowed to bring drugs on campus. And there's very little that can be done. So what are the what are the teachers supposed to do to protect themselves from the black kids? They, uh, I think the best thing, well, <laughs> it's very nuanced, Jesse. So uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but a lot of teachers on the campuses have a lot of mental health issues. Some of them are brought about from the stress of the job. So right. They have anxiety. They have depression. So when people say to arm the teachers, I don't even know if that's a good idea, if they're depressed and well, having anxiety. how are they supposed to protect themselves from the black kids? Oh, they cannot, Jesse. So they the cannot. Teachers, so should they just quit being teachers? 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because uh, well, there's very little quit. you can do. If you're, if you're not going to have the police there to protect the teacher from them, I talked to a teacher last week, and this teacher was like, you know what, I'm done. I want to know what you think about it, Jesse, but I'm done. I'm leaving. This is my, I'm giving my notice. I'm moving away my state because these kids are so bad, especially the black kids. And, uh, and so I agree. I, I, you know, I still think they should have the police there, but I also think that, especially if you're a white teacher, you should not teach at any black school, period. Or any school that has predominantly black kids because you're literally putting your life at risk. They're not there to learn. They're there to be violent. Jesse, they're there a lot of times because the social services, the welfare system, in order to continue to get welfare, they cannot have any truancy violations, period. So they're going to be your 100% attendance students. And they're giving your, they're making your life hell. I mean, they are, uh, the assaults on teachers have gone up. The yeah. assaults on the campus police have gone up. I mean, I'd like to talk to you about it in more length. It is really bad. Well, I'm, and, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of it because I know a lot of teachers and they're, they're quitting. They're moving into either homeschooling or private schools or, or different careers because they cannot handle the black kids. The black kids are out of control. What and a when the, mess! When the good teachers and, leave, uh, I'm sorry, when the good teachers leave, it makes room for um, teachers who are looking to pursue their, push their own agenda. Yeah. Also, and, um, they are, the, the mothers, they, they create these bad children and then they don't, they don't want to be bothered with those kids all day, so they send them off to the school as a daycare center so that they don't have to deal with what and they have they created. Commit, when they commit crimes, I don't care if the kid is Lucifer, they will defend their baby Lucifer. Yeah. They will say that my, my child would never do that, or they'll come to the school and beat up the parent themselves. Um, and yeah. I've had teachers that have gone through that as well. Black people are a mess. Sarah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank You're you. Welcome. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. What a mess. What's wrong with the blacks? Let me get to Andela out of South Africa. Mommy Africa. There's one line open, 888-7753-773. All the way from South Africa. Andela, welcome to the show. Hey, Jesse, how are you? All is well, sir. I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I think you asked the question earlier on uh, concerning uh, cotton. What's wrong about picking cotton? No, the biblical question, what, what is hell? I'm seeing that you want yeah, to respond uh, to the biblical question, right? Yeah, I'm also going to that one. What uh, is hell? I, I, yeah. Uh, and I also wanted to answer that question where you just asked randomly, what's wrong with picking cotton today? Oh, I think I today's youth, yeah, I think today's youth, they want to look cool and they, they want to look rich <laughs> or wealthy when they just literally have nothing. And then there's nothing wrong about picking cotton. It's work, like it's right. a job. I, mean, I guarantee you, if the blacks were able to pick cotton today, they would be a better people. They wouldn't be angry. They wouldn't be violent. 
they would own their own lands, they would raise families, they would be much better off, and then the liars wouldn't be able to make pink and cotton look like slavery. So the blacks would be much better off if they were on the farm today. Yeah, you, you're right about that. And now going back to 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 what is hell. Uh, now now hell is 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 a is a place that actually exists, but with the new new thing now with 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 religion and and intelligence, uh, people tend to say hell is within people and all that but i do get that but that's a wrong way of putting it because what lives in people is evil it's 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 evil deeds and and they are evil ways but the actual place hell does exist it's where these evil doers people with evil deeds last and all that they go yeah that's where they are being tormented and and all that and so what is hell uh, hell is a place where people doing evil deeds. And where is that? They, 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 they are being tormented. Where is that? Uh, well, Jess, uh, I like your question. But uh, the, the Bible explains it very clear that uh, God's, uh, like God's feet, they are, they are actually deeper, like longer than, than hell. Which also suggests that even in the Bible suggests that hell is some place underneath the earth or just underground somewhere, but underneath the earth. I appreciate that. I want to respond to your response to the biblical question, but I got to wait until Sunday, so I will put my little two cents in on Sunday. Thank you, Andel. Andela. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Mommy so Africa. All right. Amazing. All the way from South Africa. Mommy Africa. Super chat. Super chat. Super super chat. Super. Moises. Stop leaning so far over there. <laughs> <laughs> Moises bought three coffees. Oh. Uh, it looks kind of cool. No. No? Why did you get so vulnerable with Aziza on the fallen state? Beta. Scrunch face emoji. Laughing. She's the Muslim uh, polygamist gal. Oh, too nice. I wasn't vulnerable. <laughs> I just enjoyed talking to her. What's up? Thank you. Andrew Bob. Thank you, Moises. <laughs> Andrew Bob. Check out that, by the way, on the Father's State. It was a Muslim woman, Aziza, and she was married, and her husband had another wife, and he had two wives, and he wanted another one, so she was looking for him, another wife. It was interesting. On the FatherState.tv and I think it was like maybe two Fridays ago. Yep. Something like that. Thank you. Also on buymeacoffee.com slash JLP Talk, Andrew bought five saying, Jesse, I had a few questions I was wondering about. One, how does one sell their soul to the devil? Two, how does one cry out to God? And three, what does the great white hope have to say today? Thanks for everything. Uh, people sell their soul to God by not... To the devil. I mean, to the devil, not to God. To the devil by not working on themselves. They love their misery, and then they love imposing their hell on someone else because it make them, it gives them a thrill, and that thrill feels like life to think that you can hurt someone. And so they love the thrill more than overcoming the thrill. And um, what was the second one? 
Okay. So they don't even try to overcome. How does one cry out to God? By getting to know yourself. Pay attention to what's happening inside of you. Amazing. And what does the great white hope have to say today? Let me chat. Amazing. I don't want my other great white hope to fall on the face. <laughs> Let me chat to see what the great white hope has to say. And then I tweeted, you know, I have many millions between Facebook and Twitter. It's great. It's like owning a newspaper without the losses. It's incredible. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> The Great White Hope. Nice. Thank you. Thanks for everything, says uh, Andrew with his five coffees. Right on. Joel or Joel. You black. Per, prob- Joel may not be Joel or Joel or Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Bought our coffee. Hey, Jesse. Firstly, I would like to say that my respect for you is of the highest degree, and I absolutely love what you do. Secondly. Thank you. I've just been promoted supervisor at my construction job. Congratulations. Wondering if you have any words of advice or encouragement for a first-time supervisor slash team leader. Many thanks, Jesse. Much love to you and the crew. Thank you. Be grateful. Stay calm. Don't overreact to anyone around you, any situation. And the light will guide you. It will be amazing. And don't try to be like other supervisors or bosses or whatever. Just be you. You will do an amazing job being you. Amazing. I wish you well. Congratulations. Thank you. The key bought a coffee, which is to say a super chat. Biblical question answer. What is hell? What is hell? Hell is not knowing the truth. Key emoji. Amazing. I put my little two cents in on Sunday. I should have said hell is not knowing the truth. Key <laughs> emoji. Because it's all caps in that part. Uh, hell is not. I mean, I put my little two cents in on, on Sunday. Nice. Nice Thank save. Thank you. Mac O'Leary bought three coffees. Shout out to Hassan. You talking about my hair? Hassan? <laughs> That's right. Amerifro. <laughs> I'm getting my Amerifro, not Afro, Amerifro back. Amazing. Hostages is amazing. That's uh, one of the songs that Hassan has put out. Oh, I see. Nice. Okay, thank you. Amazing. Shout out. Yeah. Aries bought a couple of diamonds. No message. Thank, thank you. Thank you. WD41 bought three, me- three diamonds saying... Pithy. Pithy. I said it right. Yep. What did I say before? Uh, you, may have been, you may have said piffy. Yeah. I said Sunday, keep it piffy. Right. But pithy. Right, pithy. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, Stan 69 with a diamond. The only cowboys and farmers I've seen are Mexican. <laughs> what? Where have you been? <laughs> what? He means lately. I'm not sure. Oh. Uh, thank you. And by the way, Hassan said thank you to the guy with the music. Nice. Like his music. Mac O'Leary, shout out. Yeah. Stan 69 with a diamond. Whites run away from the blacks. White flight. Uh, airplane emoji. Do you blame him? What the? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a high? <laughs> he drank some fire water. I'm telling you, he just fell over again. <laughs> he be, they've been working on a cotton field with those, uh, those gentlemen in the clip. Is the horse falling over or Jesse falling over? <laughs> Jesse fell over and dragged the horse down with him. Another, a second time. But luckily, Jesse broke the horse's fall, so the horse didn't break any ribs. Nice. Stan 69 with another diamond. Uh, Mexicans are the only ones tough enough to stay. Whites... <laughs> He says, why do all farms in the U.S. only hire Mexicans? 
cheap labor. But Mexicans are not as good of workers as they used to be. Right. They're not what you think. Believe me. Yeah. Pretend and they drink a lot. Yeah. They get drunk. DUI is quite common. Drug so, uh, this cheap labor thing, I think that's from the old school, too. But thank you. See you on C-Box. Not all, not all, not all, not all. But most. Three coffees from C on C. Uh, Weehaw. Uh, cowboy. <laughs> straw hat. Black. With carrots. Farmer. Banjo. Musical notes. Emojis. I come from <laughs> Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Would you like to go to the square dance? Cowboy boot. Female boot emoji. Tomorrow. Love you. Pink heart emojis with flying stuff. Amazing. Thank you. Sweet home, Alabama. Country Western Tuesday. Yeehaw. Thank Sh- you. Shredia bought a rumble rant. You got to know how to rumble. Biblical question. What is hell? Part of hell is trying to make yourself feel good. Looking back on my life, I see that I brought so much hell into my life trying to make myself feel good, thinking that it was the right way to live. Amazing. I'll put my tooses in on Sunday if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. Thank you for that. I got to take a break. Thank you all for the super chat. We have two more hours to go. And hate is coming in with the hate news. Not the fake news, but the hate news. And I'll be back in a moment. Straight to your phone calls. Now, I totally disagree with the way things are going, but you can't be angry because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to control you. They do things to make you mad so they can control you. It's like being married. And the wife would do things to make you mad or she would do things to make you feel good. And men do that to women too when they want something from the woman, especially sex. They'll make her feel good or they'll make her angry. And the woman's going to have to say, you don't want to be angry. You want to speak up. You want to disagree with what's going on. It's wrong. But do not be angry. Then you won't have fear. You won't have doubt. You won't have worries. You'll be able to see. But you got to stay away from anger. That's why you must forgive your mothers and your fathers so that you can overcome the spirit of anger. It's a spirit and it's wicked. Nothing good in anger. Because it has no love, folks. You need love to defeat evil. And love is not a weakness. It's a strength. It's from God. It's his nature. A whole lot of mess going on in the world. This is the end of hour one already of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. It is Country and Western Tuesday, February 27th, A.D. 2024. Stay tuned for hour two. JLP will be right back to your calls. The lines are full, guys. But first, fake news, not fake news. Uh, the world's always changing. Comment on Sense Network CNN says new findings on Antarctica's quote unquote doomsday glacier provide alarming insight over into the collapse, how its collapse could cause catastrophic global flooding. The massive glacier is roughly the size of Florida, it's melting at a historic pace due to climate change and could raise sea levels by several feet. So they say, isn't that nice? That's how the world goes. Stuff is always changing physically on the outside. Israel-Hamas war drama. The far-left female run outlet The Skim reports an active-duty airman's, air males, death 
underscored how strongly some Americans oppose Israel's military actions in Gaza. 25-year-old queer Antifa true believer of lies, Aaron Bushnell of San Antonio. This is information per independent journalist Andy No, not from the scam ladies. This Aaron Bushnell guy set himself on fire outside of the uh, Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. on Saturday, Sunday, I mean, in what he called an extreme act of protest, quote-unquote, over the Israel-Hamas war drama. In a video he live-streamed on Twitch, far-left extremist Twitch, uh, Bushnell, Andrew Bush, Aaron Bushnell, can be heard saying he would no longer be complicit in genocide and repeatedly shouted, uh, Free Palestine! He later died from his injuries. Bushnell, Aaron Bushnell, is believed to be the second person in the United States to self-immolate, that's set yourself on, set your body on fire, to protest that war. His death comes amid differing views on how Israel, with United States support, has responded to that conflict. Since the beginning of the war, hundreds of thousands of people have been taken to the streets in both pro-Israel and pro-Palestine protests. With the war in its fifth month, Americans are split about Israel's response. One poll found 50% of American adults believe Israel's actions in Gaza have gone too far, while about 50% believe the response has been about right or not gone far enough. With the evil Biden administration, there have been resignations and calls for crooked Joe Biden to evaluate the U.S.'s support of Israel. Still, one poll found that 46% of Democrats, demon rats, support crooked Joe's handling of the conflict. Another poll shows that 74% of Jewish voters support Biden's actions. All comes as amid, it all comes as divided viewpoints on the war. We've put a spotlight on crooked college campuses and corrupt workplaces. Hamas's attack October 7th reportedly killed 1,200 people in Israel. Gaza's health authorities said that nearly 30,000 Palestinians have been killed since the start of the war. As negotiations over a ceasefire continue, the U.S. is dealing with internal divisions over their handling, mishandling of the war. Ceasefire developing. Yesterday, Crooked Joe Biden said he's hopeful that Israel and Hamas will agree to a temporary ceasefire by next Monday ahead of Ramadan. That comes as Israel's war cabinet signed off on broad terms that include a six-week pause in exchange for the uh, release of hostages in the entry of aid trucks into Gaza and the West Bank. Yesterday, the Palestinian Authority's um, government resigned. The PA, Palestinian Authority, runs part of the Israeli-occupied West Bank. The resignation comes as the U.S. and allies have pressured the Palestinian authorities to create Palestinian Authority to create reforms in hopes that they can govern Gaza post-war. For now, the PA's government is expected to remain in a caretaker capacity until a new one is formed. What a mess. Uh, $80 million. That's how much the utility giant Southern California Edison, meanwhile here in America, will pay to settle claims related to the 2017 Thomas Fire. Anybody remember that? Which at the time was the largest wildfire in California's modern history. U.S. Forest Service sued the company because power lines went down and it ignited the blaze or something like that. I'm James Hake. Now back to JLP. Hour 2.